Hey, this is Callista Garcia, and you're listening to KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's episode of the KCSU pregame show. My name is Dixon Lawson. I'm joined along Jonathan Gillum and a very, very special guest. We have Mayor Dr. Professor Wade Trexto. How are you doing tonight? Hey, great. Great to be here. Great to be in the captain's chair here at KCSU. We appreciate you stopping by, taking some time to talk to us. Um, I guess first, how was your day? We don't have, there was no traffic at CSU, no game. Uh, so did you get to get to the station okay? Got to the station okay. Um, crazy times here in northern Colorado. Today, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody in Estes Park and Grand Lake, uh, where it's a tough day and we're hoping for uh, snow and cold here shortly so it can knock down those fires. Absolutely. We at KCSU abs- or, uh, echo that 100%. Jonathan, do you have anything before we get kind of started and rolling? Uh, just want to say that we are within the safety of the studio, all socially distanced with mic covers, all the safety precautions, and we're, we're locked and loaded and we're ready to go. Hey, and I just want to uh, show a, a shout out and thanks to all the students uh, for doing a great job for the wearing a mask and social distancing and small groups and washing your hands and doing those things. It's not easy on anybody, but we're at a point right now where we need to keep our numbers down. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I teach a class and we're doing it remotely too. And, and uh, there's a lot of challenges with that, but I think uh, if everybody's heart's in the right place and we try to make it... Uh, work uh, we'll all uh, get through this absolutely and i guess let's just start with that you said you're teaching a class what class do you teach here at csu so uh this semester it's uh, uh mech uh, uh 486 which is senior design okay. and uh it's a two semester long class and this is a capstone class in mechanical engineering uh, we've got about 130 students uh um, there's uh co-taught with a couple other faculty members uh uh, uh, Professor Petro and, and Roberts, and uh, they they do a great job, but the students are terrific. Uh, it's a great uh, learning experience, and it's uh, um, always be a glad, I'm always, I always like senior design. So I guess quickly, just briefly, what does that class entail? Is well, there a specific... Yeah, well, it integrates a lot that's been learned all the way through in the curriculum. So it's really working oftentimes with a company or a, com- a competition project to uh, uh, to solve a problem. But first of all, you have to understand what the problem is to be solved and working with a company and, and articulating and listening what the voice is of the customer and are, and putting that into some requirements that uh, the students then put together a plan that uh, uh, they, then they begin executing on that plan and it requires some design and analysis and things where uh, a lot of testing and verification and, and it culminates in engineering days in April where the students demonstrate their project uh, and it's uh, it, there's a lot of learning that goes in and most of it's really uh, working with others how to understand what the problem really is and 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 map that into a solution that uh, uh, addresses the problem so uh, it's a great project a great class and uh, you know uh, there's a lot of learning that goes on with the students you know jonathan i don't know about you but that class is way over my head thank goodness i'm just a radio host oh my yeah, goodness uh, com studies major over okay. here no. <laughs> no you guys are doing a lot just by getting involved in uh in kcsu and other activities uh uh you're you know the being, you know, a, a student, uh, it's always a great experience uh, here at Colorado State University. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and just jump into our questions. We don't want to take up too much of your time. So let's take your mayor hat off for a second and put on your sports analyst hat. 
With some college football conference playing and some not, what were your thoughts on the Mountain West Conference resuming? Well, I, you know, I think in a lot of respects, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's an important thing to do uh, to continue on with uh, some of the uh, activities and and uh, CSU is being extra uh, cautious with regards to testing and a lot of those things. Um, and so I think the health and safety of both not only the players, coaches, uh, also community is an important part. And I think those measures have been taken into place. Uh, heading into the football season, I have high hopes that uh, we bring home a conference championship. Yeah, and this is this is the year for it. You know, it's it's sad. We already had one game canceled, and that's why here at KCSU, we didn't want to let down our audience members. We still wanted to have this show. It's it's now the preseason show. We'll be we'll be here for the next pregame show, and and we just want to still continue to to be consistent. And we we're still having the mayor on. We still want to get pumped up. We got seven games. We have a great shot this year to maybe make the Mountain West Conference. Mayor, we got, we got a new stadium. What, how would you compare Hughes Stadium to Canvas Stadium? What do you like about it? Uh, I like Canvas Stadium. It's a beautiful venue. I mean, in terms of stadiums, uh, it's a great design. It's on campus, and it provides adds to the campus experience for students and, and uh, faculty and community members alike, brings people back on campus. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great venue, uh, not a bad seat in the house uh, with the video board and everything. It's a great for play or uh, uh, participant and viewer experiences. Uh, you know, I, I, I liked Hughes Stadium. Um, you know, I, uh, I was there for the very first game back in 1968 and to the very last game. And, uh, um, and I played in about, uh, uh, I don't know how many games at Hughes Stadium during my, my time. But, uh, you know, I played all four years. Uh, I started three as offensive center, as long snapper my freshman year. And uh, with that, had a great experience uh, as a student athlete at Colorado State University. And a lot of the friendships uh, continue today. Mayor, you are a, a jack of all trades. You're a mayor, professor, former athlete. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's impressive. So, Mayor, you, you're an alumni. You're a current faculty. You've been here for a long time. What is your favorite CSU Rams moment? Oh, there's there, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, I would uh, you know there's there, there's some that uh, end up in the record books one way or the other. One, um, my freshman year, I was a long snapper, snapped uh, uh, a field goal uh, where Dan Graham was a holder and Clark Kimball was a kicker, and at, at that time that was the longest uh, field goal in the NCAA at 63 yards, and that happened on uh, my birthday actually in November. Uh, the 15th of uh, 1975 and and uh, you know that stood in the record books and, and it's since been broken uh, but uh, um, that's that's one that stands out I always love the University of Wyoming games and uh, just to point out the mayor of Cheyenne has already challenged me uh, to uh, that game and and uh, so um, I have yet to uh, win one of the bets between uh, one of the challenges between the mayors of Colorado Springs or uh, uh, of Wyoming or of uh, Boulder, and uh, it's about due that uh, uh, we get a win, and so I'm hoping to, uh, that we get that win this year against University of Wyoming. Pressure's on. I'll have to relay the message to a couple of the players. Let them know yep. that mayor's counting on you. Um, so, mayor, uh, you're a politician. Obviously, you can't accept gifts. Gifts. We typically give a give out to our guests. Instead of that, we're going to have you answer ten trivia questions, and if you get fifty percent of them right. <laughs> 
we're going to award a lucky listener that prize. So the mayor is going to play for a prize. Okay. So go ahead and text in 970-491-5278 or on Facebook Live, say Rams. The first person to message in or Facebook message Rams to either will be the lucky winner. So go ahead, 970-491-5278. All right, Mayor, first okay. question. How long were you a faculty member at CSU? And for what department? Okay, for how long? Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's, uh, I, I, last year I, I got a 35-year uh, uh, thing and, and uh, commemoration and then in mechanical engineering. That is correct. Bingo. There's one down. Let's see if you can one get down. another nine. All right. Since, uh, you know, you're a, you're a Mechie mayor, we, we wanted to ask you, uh, what is the advantage of a hydraulic brake when compared to mechanical brakes and electric brakes? Well, hydraulic <laughs> brakes, you can amplify the, the force so that it's a, a better, more positive uh, 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 force that actually helps with the overall braking. The other is just a mechanical clamp or uh, electric. Uh, you know, actually, with electric, you can actually recover some of the energy in in that uh, so that's actually some advantages there but but hydraulic braking and you just think of your mountain bike with uh, with uh, uh, that it can be improved so moving on to question three wait wait real quick oh, we didn't have a correct answer for that okay we figured you would know the correct answer on yeah that. so we're, you were taking it as that's the correct answer <laughs> okay. that was way better so, of a response. So, so text in the correct answer yeah <laughs> um but question number three on april 18th every csu student wears green to honor what day April 18th? Yes. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It is CSU related. Yeah. Um, is, that, uh, 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 is that at the state house, the CSU, uh, CSU days at the, at, the, at the state legislature? I believe so, yes. Right, Jonathan? I love CSU day. I love CSU. So, um, and I think they, they, I think I do have a pin from that day anyway. So, yeah. Mayor, how, how good of a relationship do you have with the Denver mayor? Uh, you know, I, uh, do have, uh, a good relationship with, uh, Mayor Hancock, uh, um, and, uh, um, and, and we've talked on occasion, we've been a part of some things over the years, so I, you know, I, I'd consider him a good friend. Okay, well, n next time, uh, you chat with him, this is the next question. Mayor, sometimes laws get created and people tend to forget. Denver has a law that... You, it is illegal to lend or borrow what household item from your next door neighbor? Can you tell us what item? Ooh, boy. Um, uh, I don't know. A cup of sugar? Um, you know no. what? It, it's, it an be, we'll, it's an appliance. We'll give oh, you a hint. It can help you pick up a cup of sugar that may have fell on the ground. Oh, um, uh, oh a, a broom. We'll give it to you a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Right? I didn't know that. That's a tough one. So and I, I think didn't it's know still it illegal to shoot rabbits from the back of a train, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Denver has a law that is illegal. This is where it's funny. It's illegal to lend or borrow your vacuum cleaner from your next-door neighbor, know. but two doors down is okay. Okay. It's just your okay. next-door neighbor. That's good. <laughs> you know, we, we've already, we, we, we don't have those in Fort Collins, so you're, you're, you're free and clear. You're, you're right. I tried to find. I was like, we got to have some funny laws in Fort Collins, and I couldn't find any. So You're yeah. doing your job. That, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, what about you plus two? 
it's not a that's not an awful law though. I don't I don't like mind. I don't it doesn't affect to... me any, so no, I don't mind. Right. I don't know. No, I'm just fishing there. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna abstain. I'll stick to football. Okay. Well, Jonathan, you don't have to worry about. It. You're not. You're not actually yeah. living in football, right. so you're good. Um, <laughs> moving on to question five, though, who has the most wins as a head coach in CSU history? Uh, I, um, I. And if you just get the last name, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, I think it's still Hughes. Absolutely. Um, and but uh, Sonny Lubick had a great run. Harry Hughes had 125 wins. Um, True legend here at CSU. Question six. Fort Collins is home to roughly how many craft breweries? I think 24 or 25. Boom. Nailing it again. You're six for six so far. I'm truly impressed. <laughs> I'm already got, we got a winner somewhere. We do have a winner. <laughs> we Actually, already I have a winner. Think about that. So be sure to text in Rams to either 970-491-5278 or uh, enter it on Facebook. You'll be the first to win. You'll get our prize package. Question seven. What school did quarterback Patrick O'Brien transfer from his sophomore year? Where did he come from? Boy, I have no idea. Jonathan? We finally got him with one question. We got him. Let's go. What's the answer? It's Nebraska. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not too far, (laughs) but... Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Maybe a little bit of a curveball for you. What year was KCSU founded? Um... I remember when you were upstairs on the first floor back in the 60s. Oh. I, I would have said with the founding, uh, with the opening of uh, Lori Student Center in maybe 63 or 4. That's right. <laughs> 1964 is the correct answer. You can't see it because I have a mask on, but my jaw is jaw. <laughs> my jaw is definitely through the floor yeah. right now. All right. All right. Number nine is going to get him, Jonathan. I'm going to let you do the honors. He's going to get this. No, no we got know. him. We got him All on right. one. Mayor, Old Town inspired what famous theme park? Oh, that's uh, um, uh, Harper, Goff, and uh, um, it was old. It's uh, Main Street and Disneyland. Right. <laughs> Once again, there's only one Har- last Harper question. Harper Goff grew up in Fort Collins, and he was asked by Walt Disney to uh, create a Main Street that's, uh, um, and he harkened back to the nice, uh, lovely part of Old Town, which uh, we enjoy today. So Fort Collins is a great place to live. These yeah. have been some great questions. I've probably learned more today than I have in like three years of school so far. <laughs> it's, yeah, this is great. We wanted it to be you know, educational and fun. And all right, Mayor, last yep. question. Who is the greatest ram in all the land? Ooh. Well, is that a trick question? It's no, kind of it's kind of a trick question, but it's kind of it's kind of obvious too at the same time. If you think like who's the brand for CSU? Who's who's up on the posters? Who's in all the games with all the sporting teams? Oh, uh, of course, uh, standing for Colorado Agricultural Mechanical. Cam the Ram, you got mechanical in there too. Boom! Yes, Woo! there we go. We couldn't leave mechanical out. We had to get one that's last right. that's time a, to it. That's actually in the, uh, the state constitution uh, for 1876. It talks about the mechanic arts. That's super cool. Well, there you have it. Just to all the listeners out there, no preparation, no study guide. Mayor came in and got nine out of ten. That's ninety percent. You you passed with an A. Well, thank you. Well, you asked some tough ones there, and you had to. You really made me think. But you handled them very well. You didn't really like. Breakdown, you were like, boom, 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 just firing out facts. You had stories behind them. So we really appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us. We know you got to get going to the many other places and jobs, responsibilities of the mayor, but we really appreciate you stopping by uh, and just sitting down hey, and talking It's with truly us. an honor, and, and uh, it's great to have uh, KSCSU FM here in Fort Collins and on campus. And with that, thank you, and let's go Rams. Let's go Rams. Well, Mayor, before oh. we let you go, 20, 
2020 has been a hard year on everyone. Is there a positive message you would like to share with the community before you go? Well, you know, Fort Collins remains to be a great community and wonderful for all, and, and we work, we strive to get better, and this has been a tough year literally on everyone. And uh, those that have suffered health impacts or economic impacts or uh, social or uh, uh, social issues and that, that we need to address or, or those uh, with wildfire um, and the smoke and, and so forth, there's a lot of things that have been going on. I think the thing to do is, one of the things I think that makes Fort Collins a great place, that includes CSU and all the students are the people. And that means from a heart of each one of us, if we can reach out and help somebody today, it'll be a better community. You know what, Mayor? We really appreciate you coming down. Those words just touched me. I'm sitting here. I kind of got chills. So thank you for spending time with us. This isn't the end of the pre or the preseason show, I should say, though. We are done with Dr. Professor Mayor Troxell. But uh, we're not. We'll be back after a short break. Be sure to keep it locked here. Ninety point five Kate CSU FM Fort Collins. And with that, welcome back to the CSU preseason show. We did have a winner of our last little segment during the break. I'm going to toss it over to Shannon. Shannon, can you read off our lucky winner? We want to say a fantastic congratulations to our lucky winner, Carolyn. You will be winning a new Belgium prize pack. Woohoo! Yay! Woohoo! Uh, just be sure to DM us uh, to get all the other information on that in terms of pick and all that. But that's enough of the uh, other things we had going on today. We had the mayor, which was super, super exciting. And also special thanks to New Belgium for oh, yes. providing us with the merch and the sponsorship. Um, and just so every listener knows out there, each segment we have two more prizes to give away. So at the beginning of this segment, I'm going to toss this question out there. You have the entire segment to text in. The number is 970-491-5278. The question is, before green and gold, what were CSU's specific team colors? And by specific, I want like Mystic Mountain Blueberry. You that's, heard him. You that's, heard him. That's, the, that's what I want. So what specific colors were they? And uh, yeah, once again, 970-491-5278. So... It's we have a new new head coach, and we're gonna take the time to kind of you know uh, introduce this head coach to the community uh, for those who aren't too familiar with him. Coach Boba was let go. He is now the quarterback coach at South Carolina. New head coach Steve Adazio came over from Boston College. Steve Adazio is a two-time BCS national champion with nine years of head coaching experience at two universities prior to coming to Fort Collins and was named the 23rd head football coach at Colorado State on December 12th of 2019, the 127th anniversary of the founding of the football program. Adazio has tallied 57 wins over his nine-year coaching career, which included stints at Temple and Boston College, where he became the first coach in BCS history to lead the program to six bowls in the first seven seasons as a head coach and the first bowl-winning head coach at Temple in over 30 years in his first season as head coach. Uh, Shannon, I think uh, there was something you wanted to talk about his uh, experience in the bowls. Well, something that's very good about his experience in the bowls was during his first year, he took Boston College to the Independence Bowl in 2013 to go up against the Arizona Wildcats. And that was not the first and only, it was the first bowl, but not the only bowl that he had played and coached, sorry, he had coached in during his time at Boston College. He proceeded to be in the head coach for six different bowl games. Yeah, it's, uh, 
he's got a he's got a decent resume, I think, coming over. I, I would say the I think the one critique that's gone against him is yeah, he has fifty seven wins, but he also has fifty five losses. But can you really judge a book by its cover like that? Because at the end of the day, every school that a coach goes to is different, whether it's the players that are already there, the system that's in place, the culture. Based on where you go can truly impact your winning. You could be a you know a no-winning coach at one school, go to another school, completely different system and culture, and be successful. So I don't want to put too much stock in the 57 wins and 55 losses. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I think the the big thing that we, we see here is the bowl experience that he brings to CSU. Mm-hmm. And we want, we want a Mountain West championship. That's what we want here. So I think it shows that record or not, he, his goal every year is he wants to make a championship, make a bowl game. That's, that's what he's going to bring to the table. And I think uh, we've kind of seen what he wants to do by bringing his, his new wave of recruits, right? So he brought over 40 new signings this season. Uh, 24 freshmen and four or 16 redshirt freshmen this year. And I think that kind of shows that he's trying to lay a foundation of, of what kind of players he wants. And at the same time, he's trying to retain Colorado athletes, which I think is a very common criticism of both CSU and CU is their inability to retain Colorado athletes uh, of the 40 signings, 14 of them were Coloradans. So that's kind of a cool thing to, to bring up and really quick i just want to cut in we do already have a winner for that prize um eric dennis i don't hopefully i probably butchered that but uh he said it was pumpkin and alfalfa as absolutely the correct congratulations to you you have won our second of the new belgium prize packs uh so be sure to text into us let me know where you would like to meet we can get those dropped off for you congratulations thank you for playing uh, keep listening, though, for everyone else who maybe didn't get a chance to text in on time. We will have another question coming in our next segment. Boom. Sorry, just had to get that in there. Yeah, so I would say, too, to, to Eric, right, message us on uh, Facebook or? He, he's just texting okay. us on. Okay, yeah. Make good. sure you get your info in. He, he so, will. yeah, anyway, uh, so Steve, Steve Adazio, he's bringing in um, a foundation. I, I, I think we talked about this on Ramblers on the first couple weeks of school. I feel like uh, – a head coach, he needs a he needs. I think he needs three years or two two to three years to get his his program in place, right? But I think Coach Adazio is doing a little bit of both. He's trying to take the best of what we have and bring in a new wave uh, of his, you know, his style to the game too. And it, it he's doing what he can because as we know, we had a handful of players opt out because of COVID reasons too. So I think that the coach is doing what he can. And uh, we got seven games. It's it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to what Steve Adazio will bring to the table. Dixon, what what do you mm-hmm. what do you like specifically about Coach Adazio? You think? For me, it was his I guess his old timey spirit or his philosophy. He's kind of one of a he's an older generation coach. Is I guess the way to put it. He's more about. Um, I would say hard work and practice is what's going to lead to the games. Fundamentals, yeah. Yeah, he's fundamentals. He's a fundamental guy. And as a son of, you know, a family of coaches, uh, you know, I had those coaches growing up, and I truly respect that kind of a playing style. So for me, it would be a really good fit. So for I'm excited to see if he's going to be able to kind of rally the CSU students or the athletes around him or if it's going to kind of backfire. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that because – I think, I think one of the main things, and we'll get into this in the next segment. We'll talk about what we want to see from CSU to have a good year. But 
we we want to see the little mistakes get cut out. CSU kind of trips up a lot on the little mistakes. And I think a coach like that is going to focus on the fundamentals, focus on getting rid of those little tiny mistakes that just cost you so much. It, there's, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that happens with CSU and their football team, but it always seems like a little, little mistake here and there will just turn the game around for them. And I think if we can cut down some of those mistakes, and I think Coach Adazio will help do that. Well, I mean, last year that was one of the biggest critiques. There was a lot of winnable games that CSU left on the table because they made a mistake in the red zone, or they they couldn't they couldn't drive the ball, they couldn't you know score. Their defense was just letting was just getting run over. It seemed like every game there was a different issue that you could point at for CSU. That's something that you can't have if you want to go win a Mountain West title. I think we can all agree on that in this room, correct? I'd say so. And I, I would say, too, I, I like a lot of the players that I noticed that Adazio signed, Coach Adazio signed, were linebackers and offensive linemen. I think that's kind of a tell what he wants to improve on. And I think, you know, bringing his staff, I think his son is the offensive line coach, right? Mm-hmm. I think he wants to be able to get a really good offensive line to protect the future, whoever that quarterback might be after Patrick O'Brien, and hopefully uh, shore up the line this year, too, as well. But uh, you can see he's he's bringing in a lot of freshman offensive linemen to develop, and I think that's that's good. If we can have a, I think if we can win in the trenches, have a good offensive line, and cut out in little mistakes. That is uh, a key for for uh, CSU doing well in the Mountain West Conference. So I think yeah, Coach Adazio is going to going to do that. We're going to take another quick break here um, before we get into the last segment of the show. Uh, we just want to say once again thank you and congratulations to Eric Dennis for winning the prize pack. Once again, that was it was uh, one of the original colors of CSU, and it was a pumpkin and alfalfa. Um, but with that, we're going to take another quick break. Be sure to keep it locked here. Ninety point five KCSU FM for Collins. Welcome back to the KCSU preseason show here on ninety point five KCSU FM for Collins. We have, for our last little segment here, before we wrap up the show, we have one more question. Jonathan, do you want to tell the lovely listeners at home what yeah. the question is? Yeah, and uh, once again, thanks to the, all the uh, listeners and our last winner, Eric, and before that, Caroline. Uh, congratulations. So, last segment, all right? Uh, text in 970-491-5278. The question is, where did Cam the Ram get his name from? That's the question. Again, that's 970-491-5278. First answer correct will win a prize from our new Belgium sponsor. Woohoo! And if nothing else, um, this is a this is a nice little fun fact to know. If nothing else, that we will kind of give it up at the end. But for the last segment, we figured we talked about the head coach, one of the major pieces changing this offseason. Why not then we spotlight some of the big impact players that in our eyes, that we think are going to have a big impact on CSU's year this year. Jonathan, who do you want to start with? Well, let's go ahead and start with the uh, arguably you know, the most important position on the field, and that's the quarterback, and that's uh, Patrick O'Brien. So Patrick, last season, I think he had, you know, as a junior, had had pretty decent numbers for, for a quarterback, 61% passing. I think ideally you want 60% or above passing for a quarterback. You want 209 for 338 for 2,800 Yards, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I I would like to see. Uh, I think one thing it's and it's not all falls on Patrick. The uh, flow of the offense really uh, they struggled on third down a lot. 
So a lot of those yards came in from them trying to come back from behind, you know. So I want to see, I think I want to see Patrick O'Brien to get get up to a three to one touchdown ratio, at least a high, high two average, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like you were saying, it doesn't all fall on him. Last year there was critiquing to play calling and there was a lot of questioning on you know, is Bobo really doing the best job there? But at the end of the day, they were not being successful on third down. That was one of the biggest issues in the red zone. If the plays are getting called correctly, I think Patrick O'Brien's going to see an increase to his completion percentage, those touchdowns, just because he's going to be in a position to make those plays. And I think he can do it absolutely hands down. I wanna, every, every and I want to give him credit, too. Uh, just to highlight, too, there was an issue with play calling because Coach Boba actually took over the play calling, I think, midway through the season from the offensive coordinator last season because he, he could notice that. Um, and I think one one thing to point out, too, with, with, with Pat and the offense is once they got to the red zone, they were actually very successful. Uh, let me just see if I can see the number. But it was a 76% in the red zone last season. That's a pretty good red zone percentage. It's not 80%. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, it shows that they, when they get there, they, they, they do put up points. They can convert the red zone. I think that's a, important to highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when in doubt, though, what do Shannon, Jonathan, what do you guys want to see from Patrick this year? Like, what are your expectations? I mean, as a senior, he has a lot riding on him already. We're hoping to look for more touchdowns, more yards, more pass completions, all the good stuff. But we also need to realize that getting those third downs are the key to the game. If you can get the third down, you don't have to worry about the trouble of the fourth down. You can keep marching down the field and hopefully get some more points on the board. Yeah. yeah. Focusing on hitting that that open receiver on the first first or second read is is going to be key for him. Just just continue to keep the offense alive because it, it, when it sputters and, and then we have to punt – then, then we, we keep falling behind, falling behind against certain teams. Uh, and I think uh, the offense in, in Patrick O'Brien can definitely build on that. And I, I'm excited to see what Coach Adazio has planned for Pat. Yeah, absolutely. And the next player we're going to talk about, uh, CSU tight end Trey McBride. He's kind of my big shadow or standout from last year. Um, what what's so funny over there, Mr. Giggle Pants? How did you how did you see me smiling? I got a mask on. Uh, dude, I can I can tell all. <laughs> All right. King of the poker tables. I can read any poker face. It doesn't matter. Oh. But anyway, well, why'd you get me all off topic, man? Now we're really looking We're going to have to play poker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Trey McBride, though, coming in as a senior, last year he was a super big impact in two key areas for me. First, it was blocking. There was not a single person against any team that he could not block. He comes downfield, he hits you hard, he gets to the linebackers, and even sometimes he gets down to the safeties. Right? That's big as a tight end. You look at Gronk, you look at um, George Kittle in the NFL, those are a lot of their traits, and you see a lot of similarities in him. And he can catch. He was a super big threat in the passing game, 45 catches for 560 yards, only four touchdowns, which is the one place I really want him to improve on. But he's O'Brien's safety net, has been, and I think he's going to continue to be that way. Yeah, I think, like you said, you hit a key thing with safety net. He can be part of that third down conversion find find the mismatch tight ends are typically always a mismatch typically usually usually have a great mismatch and i think he could be a great third down converter right there mm-hmm. uh let's let's go ahead and uh, move on a little bit let's talk about the defense a little bit shannon what do you what are your thoughts on the defense and impactful players well 
the person I am looking forward to seeing is Ellison Hubbard, a senior, of course, so more stress on him to make a big impact this year. He had almost 30 tackles, five and a half sacks, led the team in sacks, so getting towards the quarterback can really get him stressed out, get him worried, and hopefully we'll see a few more mistakes that can lead into the Rams' favor. He is also the leader of the defensive end, and what we need to see him do is we need to continually see him going through the line, causing havoc in the backfield, and just rattling the offense so we can see a few more points and a few more wins. Yeah, I think some key stats for, for Ellison is he he was – I. Top three in tackle for losses and top three in sacks on the team. So he's an impactful player, and we want to keep seeing those those big key plays for him because he's he's going to be key on that line. And we know, you know, college football, the the it's it's all kind of about the offense. So when the defense can make those big plays, that is a really key to to slowing down another team's offense. I mean, looking at our list, we have four offensive players on here, and he is the one defensive standout. We're not saying that there isn't other impactful players on the defense, but he was the key one that, I mean, in terms of top five, I really do think you're looking at it here. Going to move on to the running back position. Marcus McElroy Jr., the senior running back, 80 carries for 406 yards last year, three touchdowns, 4.6 yards per carry, which in terms of if you're talking about a guy who's maybe that third down back or the first down back, I don't know, 4.6 yards, if you're getting four yards a carry, are you really complaining? Well, no, because, I mean, if you think about it, if you have a four-yard run in three plays, you just went 12 yards, you just got a first down. Yeah. So I, I agree, anything over four is is really good. Uh, obviously, he had to step into a role midway to the season. That's why you know he only has 80 carries. He wasn't the starter. He had to take over that role. So I think he showed us potential, though, with a 4.6-yard average, uh, 406 yards on the ground. I think this year we're going to see him become that bell cow for, for CSU. We're going to see him get the most of the touches. He is going to share touches for sure, but he's going to be the bell cow. And I want to see him have continue to have a good average, if not improve on. He's a senior. And I want to see him find the end zone a couple more times, too, as well. I think just overall we can agree CSU's offense needs to find the back of the end zone more often, just hands down. And last one is going to be the only senior not on this list. Just truly standout player, Dante Wright. Yeah, this is wow. this is a gadget player, uh, a slot receiver. He can do it all kind of thing. He's a all-purpose kind of guy for CSU. He had 214 rushing yards and 805 receiving yards and six touchdowns. And he wasn't the starting wide receiver. As as many of us know, uh, Warren Jackson opted out because he's preparing for the, the draft. So we don't really have our, that was supposed to be our true number one wide receiver. So we're going to see Dante Wright kind of share the roles with some some of the other wide receivers in that room. And he's shown already that he can find the end zone and make big plays. So I think based on that, we're going to continue to see him have mismatches. Something that's going to be really important, too, since he is a sophomore, he's going to be able to develop with the new head coach, and he can become even more of a weapon in later seasons. Really looking forward to how he's going to fit in a little bit more to the new coaching staff, and we'll see how it all goes down. There's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. And, and since we were talking about the receivers, I think it's important to – look, Dante Wright, he's a smaller wide receiver. So we need our our two other wide receivers, Nate Craig Myers and EGA Scott. We need them to fill into that big-body receiver role that Warren Jackson's leaving. Well, I um, mean, I don't know if you need that, though. 
Okay, let's well, let me just let me pitch this to you real quick, right? You got Trey McBride, you got him chilling. If he's your big time threat and you have mostly I call them Julian Edelman receivers, right? They're small, they're quick, they're fast, they run their routes really crisp. Patrick O'Brien doesn't hold the ball longer than three seconds. It's a lot of really quick plays. Is that really a bad thing if you're if you're no, if you're lacking a big? Guy? It's not a, a bad thing, but when you have a different type of weapon, that opens up the offense more. When you have just all gadget players, it, it's different. If you can have, obviously, we can have Dante Wright being that all-purpose, more gadget wide receiver. We need EJ Scott and Nate Craig Myers to fill the traditional role of a wide receiver to open up the other players on the field. And plus, when you have a, a receiver playing that kind of role, that gives you more of a red zone uh, threat, too, when you're throwing fades. I, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of fades to Dante Wright with his, with his height. He's got hops. We're, we'll see some, but you, you want it to go to your, your, your bigger wide receivers on that and your tight end. Hey, you know what? And that's why we're just pitching the question. But I guess... Last, let's wrap it up. Out of those five, right? Who's your number one? Who's your? Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact on the season, and why? Just kind of to wrap the segment as we kind of start wrapping up the end of the show as we get closer here to five. <sighs> Shannon, I mean, I'm really thinking. I know it sounds silly, but the quarterback position is something you have to have nailed down, and I think Patrick O'Brien is our number one guy when it comes to having the whole team come together, and I'm. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's the leader of the team, and I think he'll be the reason that we get more wins and hopefully get ourselves into a conference championship. Yeah, I think along with that, him teaming up with Coach Adazio, I think Adazio is going to have a, a great game plan for giving Patrick, you know, to be more successful, and it's going to be great. But I think, you know, my my key thing is I think I'm going to go with Dante Wright. I think he's shown he's he was a freshman and he found the the, the end zone six times as a freshman. Sh, you know, had a thousand all-purpose you know, including receiving and rushing yards. Yards is very impressive. I, I think he can be a really big uh, key player for Patrick O'Brien to throw to. He's he's one that can get Patrick O'Brien out of trouble, give us a, a game-changing, momentum-swinging play to help help us get back into games or you know, dominate. You know, for me, I got to stick to my defensive roots. I'm going with Hubbard on the D line. If he can have a break, not even a breakout season, just an impactful season. You know, if, if he has the numbers that he had last year, maybe improves on them a little bit, gets a few more each game, he's going to do all that he can to help our defense stay strong. And at the end of the day, the defense can win your championship. Our offense doesn't ever have to score. If our defense can always score once, if they can make a fumble or get a pick and then go put it in and then they don't let anything in, you're going to win every game. I don't care who it is. Well, I, I think that you brought up a very key point is I, I want to see our defense, you know, not necessarily have less defensive total yards, but I want to see them create more turnovers. It's mm -hmm. college football. That's how a, Let's have a some fun out there. That's how a defense can really change the game in college is, is creating those turnovers and those big moments. And uh, Ellison, we can see him, he's – he steps up for big moments. He's, he, you know, his tackles for losses, his sacks. I want to see uh, some forced fumbles. I want to see him and the rest of the defensive line getting pressure on the opposing quarterback, and hopefully can, we can create some more turnovers. Because I, I think we only had four or f how many interceptions as a team? I think it was four. Mm -hmm. And I want to see more than that. You know, that's a really great place to kind of wrap it up. I just want to start by saying thank you to both Jonathan and Shannon. Thank you guys for coming out, helping me create this today. I want to give a special shout-out to the mayor, Dr. Professor Troxtel, for stopping by. I really had a blast talking with him. I hope you guys did as well. Um, but, yeah, this was just a preseason show. 
special thanks to New Belgium, too, as well. Absolutely. This was just a preseason show since the CSU game got canceled today. We will be back every home game three hours beforehand, or excuse me, four hours beforehand. Uh, you will catch us. doesn't matter what day. If it's a Thursday game, we'll be here. If it's a Saturday game, we'll be here. Tentatively, the next home game is going to be November 5th. That's a week from next Thursday. So guess what? We will see you November 5th. Time to be determined in a little bit. But And stay tuned because we'll have another special guest on. We'll have giving away no, more merchandise. It's going to be a great time. Lots of fun and go Rams. It's the best place to come in, prepare for the game, and then you, you just leave the show. You head on over to good old Canvas Stadium, get to enjoy the show or the, enjoy the game. Shannon, anything else before we wrap up here today? Go Rams. That's all I got. Hey, that's all you need to say. Just want to once again say thank you to everyone. Uh, be sure to stay safe out there. Have a great rest of your evening. You were listening to the preseason show here on 90.5 KCSU-FM Fort Collins.